This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 13. We are in the middle. And uh, I always say that because it is the place in between. And oftentimes it's the place where most believers spend really a lot of their Christian life. It's not meant to be spent there for a long time, but sadly, a lot of times we just don't ever figure it out. And we spend a lot of our Christian life doing that. And the principles that we're going to be learning over the next few weeks and few months are principles that teach us not only about God, but they teach us how to move from being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb to the spirit-filled, powerful Christian life, which are two totally different, they're different events in the Christian life. They're not, they're not the same and they don't happen at the same time. Your new birth and your conversion experience leads you into a place where you begin to learn about God. But ultimately, as we learn about God, we must walk in faith and walking in faith and learning how to do that is, well, it's an important thing because you cannot have all that God desires for you to have, and you cannot become all that God desires for you to become until you figure this out. And until you figure out how to walk by faith, you can't do that. And the area in between, and you go in between what? In between the Red Sea and the Jordan. It's called the wilderness experience, and it is a place where we learn to walk by faith. It's a place where we're taken care of, but ultimately it's a place where we're learning to walk by faith. And God really wants us to learn how to do that. And he announces it here because remember, they're just now coming out of Egypt. They hadn't really even got to the Red Sea, but God's preparing them for this. He's going to tell them, he's going to tell them to do something in the first couple of verses. And we're going to get to that later on this week because it's an important part of learning how to walk by faith. Because giving to God your best is what is walking by faith. It is the essence of it. I turn and I give God what is very best to me. And then I allow him to take what is left of me and make it great. And that's what he's in the business of doing. And so in chapter 13, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, it is mine. Now, that's an important principle. And like I said, tomorrow we're going to get into that into in real depth because it's linked to this idea of overcoming in God's promises in the promised land. And so you're never, ever going to be able to get to attacking, taking God's promises. You're never, ever going to get to that until you consecrate and give 
God what is first. Give God the first steps, the first fruit, the first opportunities. You've got to give him the first in everything in your life. He's got to be first in everything in your life. And until he is first in everything, until he's the first consideration, until he's the first gifts given, until he's the first understanding to be had, until you have that and live that out in your life, the truth is that you just, you're never going to have God's very best. You you can't have it because if he's not first, he's not going to be second to anything else. So he's likely not to be involved very much because that means you're in charge. You're taking the first and he's going to let you, he's going to let you experience life under your own uh, way of walking in the Christian life, which is really not anything. It's not walking at all but he's going to let you do it. He's going to sure enough let you do it. And remember, he says, okay, I want you to consecrate it. And remember, he's going to say, he's going to say this to them. He's going to say, remember, this is what we're doing. He's going to, he's giving them, really, he's giving them, he's giving them operations order in the military. That's what we call it. It's all right. This is the purpose of what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. This is your piece in the puzzle. This is your portion of the operations. You're to do this, you're to do that. And this is how we're going to get there. Now, remember, where are we going? We're going to the promised land. We're not going to the mountain. The mountain is on the way. We're not going to the wilderness. The wilderness is on the way. We're not going to the Red Sea's on the way. We're not going to the Jordan River's on the way. Where are we going? We're going to the kingdom, the promises. We're going to the place where God has his best for us. We're going to the place where we glorify him the most. We're going to the place of his promises. That's where we're going. And he says, and Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you went out of Egypt out of the house of bondage for by strength by for by strength of hand the lord brought you out of this place so what he's saying is remember that you were brought out of egypt there's a reason for you to be brought out of egypt this is why you're coming out of egypt you god brought you out by his strong hand he brought you out by his own power he says remember that you were brought out of egypt out of this place no leavened bread shall be eaten notice in, in order to remember it, in order to work this system, no sin. Remember, we're going to eat from the bread of life. We're going to eat eat the, the essence of Jesus. We're going to live by the word of God. That's what the bread of life is. It's the word of God. It's Jesus himself. It's the physical manifestation of God. We're going to eat from that. We're going to eat from that. And we're not going to have any leaven in it. We're not going to have no sin. We're going to, we're going to move from here to God's powerful best. And so remember, first thing first is we're going to reject sin. We're going to reject the things that are not God. And we're going to choose the things that are God. Remember, sin is anything that's outside the will of God. And remember, anything that's not of faith is sin. So if it's not based on faith, it's sin. If it's not based on trusting God and acting according to his revealed will to you, it's sin. And so he says, remember, we were brought out of bondage. We were enslaved to the world. We were enslaved to sin, but we're going to go out and we're going to eat unleavened bread for seven days. On this day, you are going out in the month of Abib, and it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of Canaan. Notice now he's jumped from all the way from leaving Egypt all the way to the land of Canaan. He jumped, there's a whole lot that goes on in between. We're going to deal with that. That's what the Exodus is all about. But remember, you oftentimes you can't ever succeed unless you know what the goal is. It, like I used earlier, an operations order in the military. 
The operations order gives you the goal first. This is what we're trying to accomplish. And then it goes through all the things that are necessary to take place. But you need to know what the goal is. And what is the goal in the Christian life? And oftentimes, like I said yesterday in worship, oftentimes people believe that's to not go to hell. That is not the goal. <laughs> that That's not the goal. Have you ever been in a sports activity and the coach come in and say, our goal today is not to lose? That That's not the goal. The goal is to win. It's not. It's, if your goal is not to lose, you're most assuredly going to lose. If you're in a business and your boss comes in and says, listen, our goal for this year, our financial goal for this year is not to go bankrupt. What he's saying is we're going bankrupt. We're just going to try to keep from it. That's not a goal. The What? You can't do that. that. That's not how it works. And oftentimes we as Christians, we have our goal as the Christian life is to not go to hell. You're not going to hell. If you were going to hell, that means that the blood of Jesus wasn't enough. And that's just not it. That's not true. It's fundamentally anti-biblical Christianity. It just it can't, it's not happening. All right. So the goal is not to stay out of hell. The goal is to walk by faith in power before God and glorify him by that faith and by that walk. And so that's the reason we do what we do. And so that ultimately is the goal. And that's what Moses says to them. We, he's starting in the bondage of Egypt. They have not even got to the Red Sea. And he's announcing to them, where are we going to go? We're going out. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites. We're going where we're going? To the land of the Canaanites. And notice, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now, from now on, when I'm when we're studying this, and by the way, and the Amorites, Hivites, Jebusites, Jebusites. See, it's hard to say all of these ites. And so we go into the land of the ites. That's what I call it. Because if you'll notice, they're all... All their names, it's not like the Americans or the Russians. They all in uns, but all the people that lived in the promised land end in ites. And so we're going we're gonna to be going to the land of the ites. We're going to take the promised land. And that's what Moses tell them. Listen, this is the mission statement. The mission statement is to walk in the powerful Christian life. The mission statement is to take the promises of God. The mission statement is to get the good things that God has for us and to walk in it. And sure, are we going to have to reject sin? Yeah, we're going to eat unleavened bread. Are we going to have to pass through the waters of the Red Sea? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to be baptized. There's no doubt about it. Are we going to have to go to the mountaintop and meet with God? Yeah, because you got to know God. And are we going to be taken care of in the wilderness and eat manna from heaven and drink water from the rock? And Jesus is the rock. Are we going to do that? Sure. Yeah, we're going to do all that. And we're going to learn about God and we're going to learn who he is. And we're going to learn to walk by faith. And we're going to learn to do what he says, even though there's giants in the land. We're going to learn all that stuff. But the ultimate goal is to walk in the powerful Christian life. The ultimate goal is not to stay out of hell. That's not to go. He says, which he swore to your fathers to give you, the land flowing with milk and honey, that, sh that you shall keep this service in this month. What he's saying is, we're going to remember leaving Egypt. 
when we get to the promised land, because we're going to remember all that God has done, we're going to glorify him for all that he's done. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land that was swore to your forefathers. Notice he's bringing up biblical principles the whole way. This is a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a place of God's very best. It's a place of him moving in your life and revealing his fullness in you. It is a place that he promised from time immemorial back. It's a place that he promised to your forefathers. He's telling them, this is the ultimate goal. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, which means for a, for a complete time period. Seven is the number of completion. For a complete time period, you used to stay away from anything that's of the world and of sin. And, and that, for people who struggle with certain sins, the thing is, you're going to have to just stay away from it. And stay away from those people that do it with you. You're going to stay away from the opportunity to indulge it. You're going to stay away uh, from the environments that you're used to experiencing sin in. You got to stay away from them. And that's not judging your friends and it's not judging other people. It's just saying that this is not God and I need to spend some time with God. And sin is anything that's not God. And I need to spend time with the God who made me. And for a complete period of time, I need to stay away from that. That's the initial way to get to the promised land. I've got to stay away from sin. And let me tell you, all of us got to do it. All of us got to do it in lots of ways. We all struggle with sin. And we all desire the things of our flesh. And we all desire to be worldly. And we all live in our fears and our doubts and our condemnations. And all these things are... They're fleshly sins, they're worldly sins, they're spiritual sin. They're, it is all that is that's not God. And we've got to refrain from it. We've got to stay away from it. And that's the first step in the Christian life is to refrain from the things that have kept us from knowing God. And because they're not God, they're by definition not God. Sin is all that is against God's will or outside of his will, which is not him. Okay, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Notice, there's a time of celebration when we break free from sin. There's a day of gladness and hope. And let me tell you something. There's a peace that is powerful. There's a peace that is powerful. And let me tell you, you can experience that peace before you even get to the promised land. The peace of knowing that you're in the hands of God, it's like a newborn baby laying in his in its mama's arms or its daddy's hands and just knowing that it's taken care of and all of its needs are being met. There's a peace comes that comes from when you lay yourself in the will of God and you choose all that is choose to reject all that is not God. There's a peace that comes with that. And that peace is powerful. And that peace is what God really desires for you into the promised land. So he gets, he lets you experience that peace early. You can trust him because you're learning to trust him right there in that moment. It says, it says, unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days and no leavened bread shall be eat, shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among all in all your quarters. Notice he's saying, get sin out of your house. Don't, you're not supposed to eat it and you're not supposed to be around it. Take it out of your house. Don't let it be in any of the bread that surrounds you. You have got to get it out. And boy, that's hard to do. It is. I know it is. It's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. And anybody who's really struggled with sin realizes it's necessary. It's not hard for me to convince you of this. Is You just know you can't stay around it. Listen, if somebody brings me a pecan pie every week, I'm going to be fat. 
I just can't. I'm going to eat it. I, I am. If if God has blessed me with football season, but football season lasted all year, all I'd ever do is football. I can't do that. That as well as I do, and I would use those things as just illustrations, but the truth is all the sin, even the nasty bottom pit sin that's in our lives you just can't have it around you because if it's something that you're drawn to you're like a a moth to the flame you just can't stay away from it and you got to get it out and that's what he's saying here you got to get it out of your house before we go before we leave egypt before we go through the baptism you got to decide you're going to reject all that stuff and you're going to set it aside and it's powerful to do that it is hope giving to do that he says, and you shall tell the son, your son in the day saying, this is done because of what the Lord did when I came up from Egypt. He's saying, tell your children that the reason we're doing this is not because it's some kind of religious ceremony. It's not to keep us from going to hell. It's because it's a celebration of God delivering us from the world. We've got to reject sin and we've got to set it aside because we've got to remember that God delivered us from the world. It shall be a side to you on your hand. And there's a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth for the strong hand of the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. And see, it's a sign that God's will is in your mouth. It's a sign between your eyes and on your hands. It's right out there in front of you. That's what it's saying, that it's a sign that God has delivered you from this. You don't have to be in it anymore. You don't have to struggle with it anymore. And he desires for you not to struggle with it anymore. And he's telling you, I'm setting it out there right in front of you so you can have your best. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. Remember, we're supposed to remember this over and over again. It's a memorial. It's a memorial to remember the price that Jesus paid on the cross and foreshadowed in delivering his people out of Egypt. It is a beautiful picture of what God can do, and you've got to, as far as a Christian life, there is no way that you can have all the blessings of the land of the ites, meaning taking the promised land. You can't have all those blessings unless you first set aside sin, and I know you're going to. You may not do it today. You may not have done it yesterday, but a new day's coming, and you're going to set it aside, and you're going to glorify God. And in the midst of all that, you're going to have his best. And you're going to be cleansed and made new. And God has the power to do it. First step is to believe that he does. First step is he has the power to deliver you from Egypt. Do you believe that? I know you do. And as you do, he will deliver you from all the things that hinder you, hinder your walk, and hinder you becoming all that you can be. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.